You're listening to Never Sleeps Network. Welcome, family, friends, fans, and foes. It's time once again for Never Sleeps Network's Talking Wrestling, and I'm your host, Casey Corbin, and thank you for joining us today on the podcast. But before we get to the podcast, you know what we have to do. Hit us up on all the social media outlets. You know, get on that old Twitter at TNWPod and give us a, uh, a follow. Would you do that? How about uh, going on Instagram? Talking Wrestling Podcast at Instagram.com. Give us a follow there. We'd appreciate that. What about on Facebook? You on Facebook? You ever go to the Facebook backslash Talking Wrestling? We have a page there. Have you joined it? Please do. Uh, Spotify. Hey, you can go follow all your favorite podcasts on Spotify or subscribe to it, I do believe. And while you're at it, uh, go to my page, Casey Corbin, and Listen to one of my four albums, unless you're in America, because my Spotify is currently down due to TuneCore pulling all of its artists from Spotify over a lawsuit. But that's another story. Hey, iTunes, rate, review, subscribe. Um, Give us a favorable review. Five-star rating. Help grow the show. We'd appreciate that. Not only that, Apple Music, we're there, I do believe. If not... I'm there. Casey Corbin's there. You can't find me on Spotify. You just go over to Apple Music, and I'm there, and you can find me there. Um, hey, uh, what else are we? We're on Never Sleeps Network, obviously, and we're wherever popular podcasts are found. Um, with that said, um, yeah, are you guys ready for a show? We got a great show for you today. Uh, from the Ric Flair roast, we have uh, Tyler Morrison, who, uh, well, he didn't, he didn't, he didn't light that roast on fire. He burnt it down, and uh, yeah, Tyler will be on a little later. And of course, my co-host from more than six feet away, please welcome Reese Turner. Oh, hello. Hey, buddy, what's going on? Oh, man, you know, I'm out here living the dream, you know, wearing Hawaiian shirts, middle of the summer, floating in pools like it's my job. It sounds like you're the million-dollar man, Ted DiBiase, or maybe you're Cameron Grimes, and you're to the moon. I'm the million-dollar man, but the million-dollar Canadian man, Mm. so I'm only worth 625000 in the U.S., but baby, <laughs> up here, the amount of steamies I can buy, unmatched. Unmatched potential for steamies. Um, <laughs> how was uh, how was Just for Laughs? You just coming off a successful run of the Rad Dads at Just for Laughs. Tell us how that was. Yeah. Oh, bro, we had a we had a blast, man. It was uh, absolute, just a you know, it's killer time there. Uh, we sold out pretty much the first show. The second show, we had a couple tickets left, but pretty close to a sellout again. Uh, we were playing at the iconic Cafe Cleopatra. We blew the bloody doors off. That's it fantastic. Was, uh, yeah, a wonderful time. And then it went back. 
uh, and I was watching some of the midnight shows there. I caught uh, like Big J Okerson was doing a show, and I, uh, I I caught that. I'm in the back of the room. It's like one o'clock in the morning, and I'm fucked, Casey. Yeah. I'm fucked. And then next thing you know, my friend is waking me up, and they're like, "Yo, wake up, wake up, wake up!" And I'm like, "This, yo, what the fuck, bro?" They're like, "Yo, you passed out in the booth." And like I fell into another person's booth. <laughs> like, I was so tired and shit, and a yeah. little bit drunk. And I was just like, oh, night, night. And then like people thought I died. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a good time that people thought I died, Casey. That sounds like every Just for Last festival for at least one comic. And every <laughs> Just for Last one comic thinks they die. Yeah, that American was... ones. <laughs> <laughs> the uh yeah, wonderful time, bro. I, I loved it, man. I loved it so much. But uh, you know, it's just made me want to work harder again next year so we can do it all again. Well, you, know? you guys have been returned. Was this your third time back to the fest? That's our third time, yeah. That's exactly it. I sound it sounds like your residency, you know. Like they you look at if they're if they're bringing back Never Surrender, they can bring back the uh, Rad Dads. I'll say that right now. That's what I think. That's what I think. Hell, part of Never Surrender has been in Rad Dads. Of course. And Rad Dads yeah. and Never Surrender are just as ridiculous as one another. They're both two great acts. That's what I'm talking about. And we're hoping that next year they give us an outdoor stage so that we can have fireworks. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's, awesome. That's awesome. We've been pushing for the fireworks, and they keep saying, no, we're not going to give you guys fireworks. And we're like, give us at least Roman candles. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Oh man. So so uh there is so much wrestling going on in the I've news. Been catching up, man. The, but this weekend in Toronto, it's like Toronto is the the mecca of the world for wrestling. Because that's a lot going on. What dude, we got okay. So Monday Night Raw rolls into town on right. on, on Monday Night Raw. Edge is making his comeback. It's his first match in toronto in 12 years or something yeah. like that uh that's that's going to be a big part of the card but not only that i love independent wrestling but what i don't like is when the indies they fucking instead of spacing it out everybody's booking for this weekend they're so trying to compete they're all real. competing and trying to get the fucking wrestling fans and it's bullshit there's enough for everyone you don't have to do this. Like, there's just too much wrestling going on that not everybody can make every show because of where the shows are and yeah. and what time the shows are. Some shows are running directly against each other. So we'll just run it down. Destiny Wrestling, we'll just get to the basics. Destiny Wrestling was the first one to announce their show. They're bringing in Kurt Angle for autographs and a, a meet and greet signing. They also have... Santino Morel is a part of that show. Josh Alexander is a part of that show. They're bringing in Killer Cross and 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 Scarlett Bardot, uh, Killer Cross's wife. I don't yeah. know if that's still happening. I hope it's still happening. This is their hometown, so it's probably happening. Um, yeah. But we'll see. I think it will. I think I think happen. it will. But that's like four WWE stars right there on the card, and then it's filled with. Uh, a lot of Toronto and local greats. Yeah. So then you have now not competing directly with Destiny is Greek Town, 
and Greek Town and uh, Destiny kind of run together because Channing wrestles for both. But Greek Town is running the day before, and they're going to be running at the Ted Reeve Arena again, where they just uh, had a great turnout for their last show, where Bret Hart was there signing, doing meet and greets. But this main event is insane. Eddie Kingston is coming to Toronto to wrestle Channing Decker. And if I have to put my money down for any of these shows, that would be the show that I was go to that I would go to. Uh, that also has what's his name on it too, doesn't it? Who's that? Is Ortiz on that one too? I do believe he is. Or Ortiz might be just wrestling in London, but I know Ortiz is wrestling in London. But I'm not sure if he's in Toronto. He probably is. However. With uh, with with Greek Town, you know you're going to get Sunny Kiss. You know you're going to get the the Greek Town favorites that are all that are all there. Space Monkey, um, and 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 it's going to be a great show. But then all of a sudden, my least favorite promotion, Super Kicked. You know the story. They took down my Ricky Steamboat posters when I was doing Ricky Steamboat at Absolute Comedy in uh, in yeah. Toronto. Yeah. And we weren't we weren't competing with each other. Mom was on a different date, but I put posters up where wrestling fans would go, and that was to outside the ground hall, on uh, on on King Queen King Street, and uh, that's where Superkick runs. And then eventually we saw them tearing down our Ricky Steamboat posters. That's why I don't go to Superkick cards because that's bullshit. But Superkick is bringing in the House of Black, Buddy Murphy. Uh, Malachi and Brody King are all big boy, big boy King. So that's uh, that's something I'd want to see too. It's nuts. And then they got the WWE card on Monday. On Monday. And then on Tuesday, it's a fucking chill day where people can just take a break. And then on Wednesday, you watch Dynamite on television. And then you have to realize on Friday, the tickets for AEW go on sale. And you got to get ready to buy them tickets, man, because they got to sell out like that. They are going to sell out like that. They're going to sell out cool quickly. And, uh, man, I, I'm, I don't even... I don't even know. I don't even think I'm in town when that's happening, but it don't matter because I am all in for all out. Uh, I'm going to this, whatever Toronto taping it is, I'm filling up all my AEW figures in Tupperware bins and I'm hunting the wrestlers down and being like, yo, sign this shit, bro. (laughs) Sign this shit, bro. That is awesome. I'm an equal size to a lot of these guys. So, yo, sign my finger, bro. <laughs> yeah. You're like, are you Tell an you indie what, wrestler? We'll go, chop for chop. we'll go chop for chop. And if you're standing at the end, you don't got to sign my figure. But if I'm standing at the end, <laughs> I'm going to grab your hand figure. and sign it for you. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> You know, you don't. It's no longer tap out. It's must sign, must sign on the dotted line match. Oh wow, what a great match! Yeah, he's like, can he sign? It looked like Ric Flair in his last match, where he was trying to go for the hot tag, and he was just lying down on the apron, and it looks like he's trying to sign something in the air. It's so bad. I had such a hard time watching that match, bro. I uh, I did not. I only watched that match. I didn't see the card. I wish I would have seen the card because there was a lot of great matches on it. 
Um, I, I thought it was cool that uh, Mance Warner won that match that got him a match on Rampage against John Moxley. That was kind of yeah. cool. Yeah. Uh, did you watch Dynamite last night? Yeah, I caught like ninety percent of it. So Daniel Garcia looks like he might be leaving the uh, the Jericho Appreciation Society because he might appreciate the uh, England Blackpool Soccer Club or whatever those guys the, call the themselves. What we gotta do with uh, the Blackpool Cue Ball Club is you gotta get them. You gotta really, you gotta, you gotta get these guys more over. Maybe a defection on their end somewhere else, you know. That was crazy. That match last night between Garcia and uh, Daniel Bryan was fantastic. Great match. But um, mm-hmm. Kenny Omega, I don't know. Just stay out till all out. Like I think he came back. Like he can, he can barely use one arm. Uh, you know, he's he's he, he can't wear. He can't like. What does his up upper torso look like? That he has to yeah, wear a shirt. Who is he? Ric Flair has to wear a shirt now. Why? He's scarred up, bro. He's scarred up. He's out there doing the fucking business. He's got got purple suction cups all over his body, probably, or something like that. Fucking maybe. Yeah, I I don't know, but um, Kenny Omega, great to see him back, but uh, I don't want to see him working a lot in these matches. Uh, I'd rather. He's so banged up. I just want him to get better and come back in full health. But again, no. I was. I thought Hangman Page was going to be the trio with the Young Bucks, and then I thought about it for a second. I was like, "Oh, it should be Kenny Omega," because I've seen Kenny Omega and the Bucks before as a trio before uh, against uh, SCU, but with Tanahashi instead of Scorpio Sky. So um, it's a great little story. I think they can tell here. I think Kenny Omega might go down in the next one. And then we might have somebody who's going to fill in for Kenny. We got somebody filling in for Kenny, and then we're going to get a big old reveal of somebody, maybe. Who? 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 Big E? Is Big E coming? No, Big E's not coming I'm back for a while. But uh, who Who could Captain be? Captain Insano. Captain Insano. Big Show is going to come back as Captain Insano. <laughs> that is great. That would be awesome. Looks like tools. Um,. I did like how uh, Wardlow wrestled, uh, I mean, saved FTR, and now they're a trio, and they said, they referred to themselves as being the pinnacle. Yeah, well, that's it. They're the pinnacle now because they got rid of the two most deadweight members of the pinnacle. Whoa, wait a minute. MJF. I'm thinking about, so I have an Islander jersey. With number fifty-five, Johnny Boychek, but I'm thinking about taking uh, Boychek off the back and getting M MJF on the back because that's the number that he wore when he wore his Islander jersey on Long Island. So why don't you get another jersey with MJF made custom and then ask them to make instead of you know where it's orange, no. ask them to put like Burberry. The Burberry pattern for like his scarf, the scarf pattern on it. We could do that. Something like that. Your MJF custom jersey. I was like, I was going to be like, I already have a custom jersey. I'm like, where is it? It's somewhere in here. I have the Bret Hart custom jersey. So the Bret Hart chalk line. Um, Yeah, so great week of wrestling here. 
uh, coming up. Um, and, and Dynamite last night was solid. Uh, the Bucks um, was great, I thought. Uh, of course, the, the Ricky Steamboat getting involved. Jericho is always Jericho. Um, Chris. Yeah, and now Rosa, Thunder Rosa has got to go up against Tony Storm, and they're supposed to be a tag team. What the feathers is going on? Thunderstorm is experiencing some turbulence. I don't, yeah, I, I, well, I would say so, but this ain't no airplane ride from hell. Um, did you, uh, speaking of airplane ride from hell, did you get a chance to watch any of the Ric Flair roast? I didn't watch the Ric Flair roast, uh, but I've heard some things about the Ric Flair roast, and I heard that we have somebody to talk about the Ric Flair roast. Oh, today. we do, we do. We have him coming up in a little bit, um, but, but let me tell you, he destroyed the roast. He was the star of that fucking roast, and uh, I couldn't be more happier for for a guy getting his due. Uh, you know, he fucking. I heard he got to party and hang out with Nature Boy, and I'm like, I have so many questions, uh, just about the roast itself, and uh, and it was great. But but the roast was really good. Um, yeah, I thought Starcast was good. Uh, people, people who are listening to the show, they're like, why are they talking about something from three weeks ago? I was like, cause we're in a fucking time warp. Uh, we like went... the time warp. Let's do the time warp again. We could Let's do, go. we could do it. Um, what do you think now? Have you been watching any of the Raws since, uh, Vince McMahon has been gone? Uh, yeah, I think the last Raw, there was like a lot more focus. Like there's some wrestling matches that were given some actual fucking time. You know, they cut a lot of the goofy but they kept some fun goofy. Yeah. I don't know. You know, it's it's been okay. You know, it's it's still like, you know, it's still what it is, but it's okay. You hey. know, I'll watch it anyway. SummerSlam was great. I thought Raw was okay. I think SmackDown's all right. I like I'm I don't really have a problem with the product of the WWE. I, I'm not one of those guys that complain. Like sometimes wrestling gets stale. You have to take yeah. a step back, and then you have to go back in. You know, yeah, like, but I'm just happy to watch as much wrestling as we get to watch. You know, there's just so much stuff. If you don't like what you see on TV, go out to your local indie wrestling promotion and support them. That's what yeah. I say. That's it. Go support those guys. They need you. Buy some t-shirts for them. Buy some t-shirts. Get a picture. You know, my God, I remember one time I was at a Smash Wrestling Toronto show, and MJF was just sitting there by himself, and nobody was buying anything. This is before A and E, like three years before A and E W, A and E W, A fucking A E W. Three years before A and W fucking AEW ever was a thing. But uh but regardless, um, you know, support wrestlers, you know, they're uh they work hard. Um their dream, baby. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you I, I thought it was cool that Jericho showed up as Lionheart uh two weeks yeah, ago against yeah, uh Moxley. And uh well, that was a great match too. It was pretty crazy. Um man. Jericho's, uh, I know some people aren't happy with Jericho because, uh, the kind of, you know, like he wrestled Muda, uh, the other, a couple weeks back and he fucking tapped him out in the line tamer, you know, and everybody was fucking mad. And I'm like, 
why does I'm like, yeah, Chris, like, why do you, why do you have to go over him? Like, why do you have to beat him right now? It just, just doesn't, it doesn't make sense. Take it uh, out of my paper, Casey. Hmm? Maybe Buddha should have thought about that before he let himself get put in the line tamer like a punk bitch. Yeah, that's true. You can't, you can't get out of the line tamer. Fucking your head, your head get up is... in the wall of Jericho all day long. All but day long. Once you're in that lion tamer, you're fucked. You can't. You're fucked, bud. Don't ask for the lion if you don't want the lion tamer. Dean that's Moxley found out, but he, I don't know. But um, I'm Moxley versus Punk next weekend at the Shake of the Lake. Uh, to me, I don't understand why they're not having this fucking all out. They only got like one match announced for all out, and it's Thunder Rosa. Because I versus... think that what I think is going to happen here, there's going to be some shady business, and at all out, you're going to get a, a three B match for three boys. You're going to get you're going to get Punk. You're going to get. Mox, Moxie baby, and then you're going to get a third person, and I think it may be a new debuting character, oh. or or it'll be like uh, Hangman because they're talking shit at Hangman. But it might be a debut. Who knows? I think there probably will be a debut. But there's something that's going to happen at that match that's going to lead to that pay per view. It's going to generate some mad heat. Well, it does it. That's my spec. My my speculation on it. Oh, do you think Dolph Ziggler is gonna fucking show up in his hometown and fucking do something? Fucking fame, uh, do like the zip zipzag or whatever it's called. Zipzag, or they'll probably have to he'll name call it something, something else because in it's AEW, all cool. in AEW, he'll call it the the rolling paper, <laughs> the ziplock. Yeah, ziplock. Yeah, and it's a submission now on the ground. Yeah, that'd be pretty good. Um, yeah, yeah, cool, cool, cool. Uh, yeah, so we're going to, that's pretty much it. That's, uh, what do we got coming up? What do you got coming up? Oh, buddy, I'm at, uh, the Bovine Sex Club, uh, tonight performing as part of Punks Can't Laugh. Punks Can't Uh, Laugh. Yeah, uh, and then, uh, on the 20th, uh, I'm doing the Tallgrass Market which is like a cannabis market and cool fucking amazing thing. And then on the 27th of August, uh, we're at the four-year anniversary of the Oneida Cannabis Store. Awesome. Awesome. I've, um, on the 27th of August, I've got uh, Roast Battle Toronto. I'm in the, apparently I'm in the main event. I'm going up against uh, Jerry Hall. Um, And I think... They think they're going to be feeding me to a lion, and because uh, uh, Jerry Hall is a really good roaster at a Hamilton, I've been watching his stuff, and uh, he's kind of like Tyler Morrison, but he's like Tyler more or less, and um, you know, and uh, he's you know, I don't know, nobody's ever seen me roast, so they don't know what they're in for, but uh, I, I can tell you right now, I'm going to come out of this uh, roast battle on top. And then I'm going to go to Blue Rodeo and smoke a bunch of dope and celebrate. It's going to be a great yeah. day. going to be a great yeah. day. So, great day. So, uh, yeah. So, August 27th there. If if this comes out this weekend. No, no. August 27th. Come see me at the Rose Battle. Also, uh, the 26th, I believe, I'll be in London, Ontario at the Rec Room. Uh, come check me out there. And, uh, and Halifax Maritimes. Get ready. I'm coming to the Maritimes in September, in October. So, uh, 
yeah. So that's what's going on. I'm also also Burlington in September, uh, Hamilton. I'm all over the place in September. Very busy. So very busy. Follow me on the Instagram, and uh, and yeah, and for Reese and myself, um, we got Tyler Morse on the line. So I'm gonna let Reese go. I'm gonna grab a hold of Tyler. And uh, we're going to say goodbye for now. So, Reese, I will talk to you soon. Later, brother. Thanks for tuning in. All right. Peace. All right, folks, with me at this time. uh, Very, very excited to have uh, not only a good buddy of mine, but, uh, you know, um, one of the most brilliant uh, roast joke writers, uh, hashtag writers, fucking just overall joke writing ability and a brilliant performer and uh a guy who i just absolutely love tyler morrison is on the show jeff McHenry just fucking walked in the room and held his hand up <laughs> like what a, he stole your he fucking stole your fucking heat and uh get it go back to your room um last time i was on the show McHenry was on with us yeah McHenry was on with you you fucking cut the your uncle tt cut the best promo in the uh in the alleyway <laughs> i have uh, a question before we get going is this recording is it showing yeah recording yeah we're recording right now we're all good everything's good okay cool just want to make sure that you that you had it going yeah yeah okay. uh reese is uh mia so we're gonna go ahead and go with this and if reese comes in reese comes in and uh, if not, well, um, you know, here. Oh, yeah, I'll be right back. Had to pick up the daughter. Had to pick up the wife from work with the brother. Okay, so he'll be he'll be chiming in here any minute. Then, um, yeah. So we'll uh, we'll but we'll fucking start because I hit record. Tyler, fuck, bud. For those of you who don't know, Tyler Morrison, the roast of Ric Flair, huge wrestling fan, huge hockey fan, huge sports fan, and uh, also. He's the best roast. He's the best roaster in Canada. The best joke writer for roast in Canada. Yeah, we have Canada roast battles. Um, a lot of people just get him to ghostwrite. Until this season, he was finally on. Uh, <laughs> you know, which was great. He was robbed. But uh, you know, like you know, when Andrew Johnson like can't believe he won means yeah, you got <laughs> fucking screwed, bud. Like <laughs> right there. Um, What's this? Uh, I'm sorry, but yeah, 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 it's all right. I'm sorry. He, my Reese has just already said, I'm sorry, but I, if you got to go hard, I'm, I'm just going to tell him we started. Pipe in whenever. So uh, we started. Look at us professional on the fucking podcast right now. And, uh, come in whenever. All right. All right. So there we go, folks. Reese, uh, Reese Turner, not MIA. He's being a dad right now, and he will be uh, joining us uh, all in good time. But for now, it's Tyler and I. Tyler, say hello and welcome back to the show. Hey, yeah, thanks so much for having me, man. It's always good to be on. Yeah, yeah, it's great. It's great. Uh, it's great to have you. Um, you know, so I'll just say right now, um, how how did you get uh, the roast of Ric Flair? Like you, I know you uh, roasted. Um, who was it? Who did you, the Iron Sheik, you roasted the Iron yeah. Sheik and you've also, um, uh, famously roasted Ron Jeremy at the Ron Jeremy roast. Um, so I'm guessing maybe the, um, the Iron Sheik roast 
might have opened your eyes to some wrestling other roasters. Uh, I'm assuming this is somewhat the way you got to Ric Flair. How did this all come about? Absolutely. So, um, yeah, when I, when I first started, I think like the first time I did a roast was in Toronto and it was the roast of Jason Blanchard that you were on Yeah, and we were both on that show and it, it went pretty good. And I think people just right away heard I was, you know, pretty good at roasting. And that was the first time I'd ever done a roast. And so as that started right after that happened, that's when dark comedy festival came along in Toronto and Rob Mayhew, who's putting on, on that uh, festival, he knew that I was decent at roasting. So he started putting me into some of these roast positions on at the fest. And uh, I think it was the Ed, the sock roast in Toronto I did, and that went pretty good. And then the iron Sheik thing came along and Rob put me in a sweet spot on the Sheik roast in Toronto and Hamilton. And like all these big comics were on that. Like I was the least known guy on that row so it would have been like like brody stevens was on that and tony. Uh, yeah tony hinchcliffe yeah. uh mike lawrence uh who else gilbert gottfried jesse joyce like all these you know great roasters um and then you know all the wrestlers and stuff so when i got on that roast in toronto the first the first time i did that roast i blew the place up and it went really good for me and i did this the same thing the next night in hamilton and the guys who manage the Iron Sheik, the Megan boys, they're twin brothers from Toronto yeah. and uh, just great guys. They got to uh, to find out who I, you know, who I am and what I do. And they started booking me on like a bunch of like private, you know, custom roasts for people and stuff over the years. So we've been very good friends and maintained contact and, you know, done a lot of business together uh, since those Sheik roasts. And the Ron Jeremy roast happened shortly after uh, they did the New York City Iron Sheik roast a couple of years later and uh, the Ron Jeremy roast was like a week after that. So like all those kind of happened in, in like around 20, 2015, I think. Yeah. Um, and so that was really kind of like the last, the Ron Jeremy roast would have been maybe the last bigger celebrity type um, of roast that I had done, which is a while ago considering, but there was a pandemic in between. Yes. Um, and they, uh, but but Paige Megan, uh, who was talking to uh, the producers of, he became he's one of the producers on um, this roast. But he was when he was kind of coming on board, uh, he was like, I know a guy that you should have on this, and things started, you know, yeah. ramping up. He's like, he hits me up. He's like, I think uh, they can get you on this Ric Flair roast, and oh boy, Earl Skakel's doing it, and Earl. You know, obviously, uh, he, Earl and I are buddies, and he, he had brought it up to – I think he was the one who probably brought Paige into it. Next thing you know, uh, like, we, you know, we carved it out in a day, and, yeah, and then it was on. So – I and I was writing for some other people. Once I got into the – kind of the conversation and, like, the you know, the, sort of the writer's room, quote, unquote um, – is Andrew Goldstein, who's show running it. And Andrew, he used to, you know, be creative, uh, one of the writers for WWE. And he's worked on, I think he worked on the Dennis Leary roast for Comedy Central and a bunch of roast stuff. Just a great guy. Cool. But he worked on Chic Roast in New York City. So he knew me uh, from that. And he kind of, so he was familiar with, I wasn't, I wasn't really like an unknown guy coming into the, the program, like people involved we're aware of what I can do. Um, so it wasn't like I was just some kid coming in that no one knew. No, you're the, the hottest, now. You're, you're the hottest guy in the fucking Indies. 
You you know, like you, <laughs> these, these guys are all rostered, and you're the hottest guy in the Indies. You're like fucking out of yeah, yeah. baby. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. uh, so it was it was just cool, like having a familiar someone who who knows what I do, like already on that team. Um, so I I could have a voice kind of on the you know the program and and could share my opinions on you know there's when you're writing for these these uh, celebrities, you know there's a lot of handholding that has to happen. And if it doesn't happen, you get some of the, the train wrecks that you do have on these roasts, which is, I mean, I think we saw a few. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. There were a lot of, uh, a lot of complaints about, um, you know, slut shaming Vicky Guerrero and Tori Wilson. And it's just like, first of all, stop fucking judging for them. Like, you know, like they're people know what a roast is. And when they go and they sit on the stage, they know what's going on. They're not. They subscribe to it. It's the rules of engagement. We've all agreed to participate in this, and nothing's off limits. It's anything goes, and and ultimately they're just jokes, and you get the the chance to dish it out. It's the one time where you have permission to do all of that. Yes. And, and you I give hate... them permission for people to do it to you because they've given you permission to do it to them, and it's a celebration. And, Yes. It's a whole yeah. People and like forget you, that. You can you I believe you coined the phrase uh woke battles, uh which is uh <laughs> sometimes what we call Canadian roast battles, uh, because they're so afraid. Like when you watch the American roast battles, it's it's well, it's freedom of speech, it's whatever goes. And then you watch the English one, the Britain one, and it's also they don't give a fuck, it's whatever goes. And then you watch the Canadian one and for some reason, it's uh, roasting on tiptoes, and uh, it's just it's too well lit, and it's not a it's it's just not a great show because they bring in comics that aren't even good roasters. Like they don't do road. They like you know like the you know like they you know some of the comics they bring in. It's not their style, and and then they just yeah like it just doesn't make I sense. I can't really trash the show because I'm on it. No, but, no, exactly. But, but no, I, I'll, I'll say this. Like in Canada, there's a different, there's been a different uh, environment for comedy that's been cultivated here. It, it's almost not even the, com like, it's not even the fault of the comedians, uh, you know, because that's the environment that they're in in Toronto, uh, where, you know, which is kind of the, you know, the, the main industry mecca. Uh, there's a lot of people that w have been walking on eggshells content wise for a long time now. And all of a sudden, you know, edgy comedies back in vogue and these people don't know how to do it because they've been trying to go the other way to get their, you know, industry cookies. And it, it comes down to, um, the, the roast battle Canada, production team i i actually like had, i was surprised at how much they let on the air i was impressed with like they didn't censor me or any of that like they're really good about it and yeah. like they let a lot of stuff they let a lot of stuff fly uh that i didn't expect that they would let fly like i'm like when i'm writing it i'm thinking i gotta write softer than what i normally would go and then like i put in some stuff and they're like oh yeah this is this is great and so they, they're like actually really cool it comes down to the comics on the show um, just need to kind of tap into something a little bit more edgy than what they're used to. It's because they're not traditional roast comics. These no. guys, like 
you see a lot of these it's, it's a lot of young hip uh comics that are that are on the way up and it's not necessarily comics that are notorious for writing sharp mean yeah. jokes there's a, there's a lot of meaner joke writers that still could should find a spot on the show i'd love to see some guys get a get a shot you know what i mean well not but, only that there's there's also um when it comes to roasting and like you know um i've done you know i've done plenty of roasts and and the roast battling thing is new and i've i've done some of that and uh i will be actually 27th comedy bar i'll be in the main event roasting uh, the first roast battle is toronto and i think nice. i'm i think they think i'm i think they're trying to feed me to one of your boys i call him tyler more or less um from hamilton <laughs> he's got the window clark mustache uh what is it oh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, jerry hall and jerry hall is a great dude he's I, funny i know uh, yeah i've been watching his stuff and i was like and i've been watching his roast i'm like oh because they don't they don't know that i could they they haven't no there's no footage of me roasting anywhere only mm-hmm. people that know and and uh so they're, uh, but you know, I'm like, I'm ripe to feed someone who's hungry or, or ready or, um, so we would think, but you know, I did a roast battle in Peterborough earlier this year and I did not lose one, one, one set because there you go. a big part of it is the jokes is one thing, but you of mm-hmm. all people know this, you got to perform. You gotta perform the jokes. You gotta be in character. You have to fuck. Mm-hmm. You know, like the last roast battle I saw this year, and I watched them all because I do love roast. Um, and I watched the the roast battle Canada, and the last episode, fucking Hunter came with crutches and fucking uh, like total yeah. performance. Like the jokes weren't all there, but the performance was there, and he ended up winning. And I'm like, it's like yeah, like part of roast battling is not just um the roast it's your reaction to the what's said and then your reaction given back like you know mm-hmm. um you know like uh one person looked me up and down and said what do you even call that look and i said a vaccinated trucker boom applause yeah. break <laughs> i just stole your i just took your fucking roast joe you know and like that, that's a big part of of the roasting, and I just, uh, you know, I don't, uh, I don't know. I'm looking forward to the 27th. It's that's all I gotta say. It's gonna be, a, it's gonna be great. It's gonna be a great roast, and uh, and I think you know. it's good. I think it's good that they're bringing the kind of the roast battle um, show into the city again, so that there can kind of be some more roastings. A, it's a skill, but like, how many times do you get to do it, right? Mm-hmm. So if there's more of like a ongoing show where people can can go against each other and get better. It'll also give the producers of the show an opportunity to watch and see who's really good at this. It might improve the TV version as well, because I do think, you know, on the producers uh, to their credit, like who they don't get to really see these roasts, like none of these roasts, um, you know, they probably haven't even hadn't even seen me maybe once or twice. Um, But like the, you know, these other comics that they're booking, they're just booking, you know, young comics that they think are funny but if they get to see who can really roast this might be you know even more um of like a positive for for toronto comedy and canadian comedy to be you know yeah we can find the one the guys who are really sharp and the girls who are really sharp at this and and give them a shot um at the at the national exposure because i mean that's what canada needs right we need 
comedians, we need more national exposure. And I think that the show itself is good for Canadian comedy. Yes, 100%. And um, not only that, the, uh, Danish told me um, the feed of these roast battles, because it's all affiliated with roast battles out of L.A., they're going to get that the feed is filled is is right piped right to them so the best jokes will be on their on their youtube page and on their youtube videos and they will uh showcase canadian roast battles the way you know uh the roast battles in england is showcased and everywhere else and i think that's also a a, a really great thing but uh enough about the roasting back to rick flair so yeah, sure. We gotta get back to the ride. These guys are like, are they just gonna talk shop or are they gonna talk about wrestling? Um, <laughs> so when you get there, so what's it like when you get in? You get like, like fuck. How you you're right behind Nature Boy. You're you're like, how are you not yeah. nervous about? You know, doing comedy is one thing, but I get nervous around wrestlers because those are my heroes. And yeah. To fucking perform, I guess it's no difference than fucking having to work with Norm, who is my ultimate hero. But, um, but you know, I just like what is it like for you, uh, knowing that you got to tear these fucking guys apart? Well, yeah, it's it's interesting because again, I was writing for some of them behind the scenes, so I was able to connect with a couple people before the roast. Uh, I did I did talk to Rick before the roast on the phone. Um, which is cool. Like that was when I was nervous. It was like yeah. the phone call. Cause I mean, he's like, how the hell, how's someone going to help me with a roast? Like he was just very skeptical of it. And I'm like, listen, like, you know, basically I know the angles people are coming at you with, and I'm just going to let you know, you know, where, the, what they're coming at you with. And, and I'll give you a couple uh, jokes that if you, if you feel like you need to pull them out, do it. Like really, I, I mean, ultimately I was disappointed that Rick didn't just do, like a killer shoot. Yeah. I think that's what everyone wanted to see is just Rick go off. No, we all knew he was going to be balling by the end. And yeah. it didn't even make it. The Rock's video fucking real. He made him ball. And it was like. I know. I know. Sense. I know. He, and he was drinking the whole time. But anyway, I, I did write some jokes for Rick uh, just to have in his back pocket. And I, and I figured he might never use them. But that's my job just to yeah. set him up with if he wanted to go into any, you know, roast jokes that he had him. I think the one that I wrote from that I thought would have been funny is uh, people think I'm the swinger, but the real swinger here is Eric Bischoff. He's been swinging off Hulk Hogan's nutsack for years. <laughs> <laughs> I think I would have liked to see Flair drop a joke like that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Fuck, that would be a great. And I wrote a bunch of jokes for uh, Wendy, um, Rick's Rick's yeah. girl there, and then uh, and uh, for Tori Wilson. I worked with her and uh, – the Undertaker is writing a couple jokes for it too. <laughs> That's so great. it was it was fun working with them. And then I was I was also like writing jokes for Ty Domi, but Ty didn't really do any of the jokes that I sent him. He had someone else write him some stuff from uh like one of the writers for Howard Stern was working with him, I believe. Yeah. And uh yeah, like that was a whole once I got to meet Domi though, we hit it off really good. He's he's such a good guy and like he's a real good sport about it all. Uh you know, on the roast, he took a little bit of a, a beating. He his teleprompter went out on him and it went like it went out on me during my set and I was right before him. And then uh oh it's saying remaining meeting time. Yeah, it says it's fun. going to uh 
Upgrade. If it shuts down, we'll just pause it and I'll fucking meet you on the uh, messenger one. No, I'll, or I'll start it up on mine. I'll just okay, we'll, cool. We'll come through. Yeah. Mine. Anyway, yeah. So, so, t- so, yeah. I had the teleprompter go out mid set. Like my, I noticed my jokes were screwed up when they put them in. There was setups that had different punchlines after them, and I was like, okay, I have to go off script and uh, start. You know, you know, I, I had to go off the prompter and onto my paper where I had those the the other jokes written. Um, so I didn't really miss too many. I think I maybe skipped a couple jokes um, for timing. Like I, I, did, I didn't really make fun of Tori Wilson. I didn't make fun of Bully Ray. Um, just for timing. They were like yeah. trying to wrap me up the whole fucking time I was on. I was getting annoyed. Goldstein and someone else were like at the front. Like they're giving me the like, you know, bring it in signal. I'm like, I'm four minutes in. Fuck off. I'm doing my set. Like, yeah, I know. I know how much time I have and I'm going to land it at eight, you know? Yeah. So anyway, that was a, that was a little annoying, especially with the prompter thing going off. So, I, um, but I think it was like a quick, I didn't miss too much of a beat there and, and kept going. Um, <laughs> and it was just fucking, so, I just loved so, it too. Like I came home cause I came home from a gig and fucking the first thing I did was fucking open up the fucking laptop, go in fucking all right time to watch it. And uh, fuck, I just loved it. You're like five jokes in, and uh, you're like, <laughs> it's just I love you. And you're like, fucking, fucking just Nashville. Fucking, I'm Tyler Morrison. How do you like me now? It's such a Canadian thing to say. <laughs> but fuck, I just, I well, fucking, like, and- I'm laughing out loud by myself, just fucking having a, oh, fuck, it was great. It was great. Yeah. And you saw the, the, the wardrobe that I selected. Oh yeah, hand, hand selected to make it look like Ric Flair's fame, like his from his most famous promo. Yeah, with the yeah, alligators, yeah. I, and that's why you that's mentioned right, at the end. Right. And I, I, went, I had I, to keep I, these I alligators down. I bought all the the whole the whole thing. I had the suit jacket, but I'm like, I got to get a red polo. Yeah, <laughs> I got to gotta yeah. get everything. I got to look like Rick. Yeah, yeah, and and it looked good too because everybody's uh, dressed up and everything. And and uh, I'm I don't care. I'm going to say it. Vicky Guerrero, fucking, I like her. She looked hot. I thought she looked oh, hot. Oh, yeah, she was looking great. She looked great. Like, you know, don't sit her beside Tori Wilson, but if you sit her beside fucking Brian Nobbs, you know, she looks even better <laughs> than ever. Uh, your Nobbs' jokes were, were funny. Um, you know, the fucking, uh, of course, you always have a Virgil joke that fucking just kills. And... Uh, <laughs> Whether Let's it's talk your... about the Virgil thing for a second. This is funny. So Virgil, they weren't sure if he was going to be there. Of course right? he's going to be there at some point, but he's not invited. <laughs> no, exactly. And so, but but Paige Meg, Megan, uh, you know, he kind of like helps Virgil out, and uh, and so Paige, I was like, Paige, we we gotta, you know, we gotta get Virgil on. And I know he was pushing. I'm like, we need Virgil there. The second. I found out that Virgil's going to be in the room. I was like, yes, now I have the ammunition. I need, it was just like the, the TSN turning point of the set Yeah, where I was just kind of building up a little bit, but I knew once I hit the Virgil pop that it was going off the rails. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, nobody saw it coming. Old black no. liver and uh, not working. And he's there. Fuck. And he's there. And oh. I saw so after the show, um, I, I walk over, I see him there and he just looks at me. He goes, I seen you up there talking shit. 
<laughs> I just start laughing. I'm like, I'm like no one else mentioned mentioned you, Virgil. Hopefully, you sell a couple extra fucking lunch boxes this weekend because of me. <laughs> the fucking guy. We go to the WrestleCon. Uh, I go with the We Watch Wrestling crew, and they fucking uh, the bums. What they do is they wait till like somebody vacates their table. And then they just fucking go and they fucking spread their merch out on the on the table and they and then they pretend it's their table, but it costs mm-hmm. like four to five hundred dollars to get a fucking table there. And yes. like we showed up, we showed up uh, on the, the Saturday, the second day, and our table was gone. We're like, where the fuck is our table? Well, you're not gonna believe where our table was. Fucking Bo Dallas fucking stole our table. If you can believe that, <laughs> and we're like, you better believe. We're getting that fucking table back. And, like, <laughs> the wrestlers aren't doing shit, but we're, like, staring down their their booker, like, their handler, and he's, like, fucking not making eye contact and stuff like that. Yeah. So then, they basically, they, they came back, and they're, like, you know, they got us another table, and they were, like, Bo Dallas had nothing to do with this. It was his promoter. And you're, like, yeah, he's a piece of fucking shit. You know, so, but we got another table. <laughs> but then when we left... Um, fucking or no, we came in a little bit late on one morning on the Saturday, I think. And fucking Mabel, not Mabel, Mo from Man in a Mission is set there. And we're like, Mo, and he's like, You guys want an autograph? No, we want you to get the fuck out of our table. (laughs) (laughs) He's grabbing his stuff up, he he hops in his fucking cart because he can't fucking walk. And we, like, oh, it's just, um, Fuck WrestleCon is a fucking shit show. It's just so fucking funny watching wrestlers interact within wrestlers and the fans interacting with wrestlers. And, mm. uh, you know, you can see what wrestlers are cool and what wrestlers are fucking dickheads. And, oh, uh, totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, we met Honky Tonk. He went right into storytelling. And we fucking, yeah. like, for about 10 minutes, just listened to him rip into Marty Jannetty. And, uh,. <laughs> fuck i'm surprised he's not at the roast because he should be because he would be great at roasting oh uh, man yeah uh so what was the rest of the weekend like like summer slams in town the, the predators were there they're not bischoff and the, fucking there the predators there. weren't actually there they weren't was, actually there i thought there were some hockey players there. around but yeah. uh i would have thought there would have been some hockey players there for sure yeah like it was just domey that i saw like i didn't uh i didn't meet any any NHL guys that were around maybe they were but I didn't meet them um it was it was cool because like after like after the roast everyone knew who I was yeah and a lot of that whole weekend and all the big things that were happening was like wrestling centric starcast centric so a a lot of the staff were at all those other events I didn't need a lanyard anywhere I went I basically had the key to Nashville after the roast it was wild right it was wild so and, I didn't have tickets to SummerSlam. I ended up with like a seven hundred dollar ticket to SummerSlam. Wherever I was, like, I, I met up with a couple beauties, and they, uh, you know, they <laughs> we rolled in. We rolled into SummerSlam, had a good time, and then uh, who's it? John uh, Ranky from uh, Tiger King. He was at the roast. Yeah, and uh, my buddies there, they 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 knew him, so they like shot him a text, and and he's like, they, they said, you know. We're we're just at SummerSlam and uh, we want to come come have a couple of drinks and he was at Kid Rock's, um, Kid Rock's bar, and so he's like, yeah, come up, I'll get you guys VIP. So we go up to the 
to this guy's area and uh, we were partying at Kid Rock's amazing live music. Uh, you know, Nashville, the whole city is live music everywhere you go. Yeah. It's the best. It's such a party and, town uh, now. It's like it, it really is. Yeah. It's like it's like the country music Vegas. You know, like it it really is like tons of bachelor parties, bachelorette parties. People are in town to drink and listen to live music. Yeah. And so so I was there, had a good time there. The next day was and so then the next day is Flair's last match. I mean, SummerSlam was amazing, by the way. It was awesome. It was, it was awesome. It was so fun. Brock and fucking Roman, uh, B- Bianca Belair and Becky. Like mm-hmm. I'm telling you. And SummerSlam did not disappoint. It was fucking great. Yeah, yeah. This is so great. It was so exciting. Yeah, and I watched... And as a uh, wrestling fan... Yeah, go sorry, on. Sorry. As a wrestling fan, I've never been to a live wrestling event in my life. Oh, my like, God. Like, I always wanted to go, and I never got to go as, as a kid or whatever. And uh, and so I'm like, I'm doing this whole weekend. Like, I'm going to all this shit, yeah. you know? Yeah, you couldn't pick, a, like, a, a better card. Like, Brock Lesnar is the... As far as I'm concerned, he's the most entertaining fucking wrestler out there. And the version of Brock that's out there now, Cowboy Brock Lesnar, I don't, he's so fucking funny, so entertaining. <laughs> like, who would have thought you could outdo a beer truck and a Zamboni and a milk truck coming in with a fucking track? I thought he'd be a John Deere guy, but coming in with a fucking tractor and, lift, and gen, jumping off the tractor from like 20 feet in the fucking air, coming down, mm-hmm. and then putting the ring in the, oh my God, like everything they did was insane and then he still lost which i can't fucking believe but um you know they're setting i honestly believe they're setting up roman rock for wrestlemania in la that i think that's to. the talk yeah that's the that's the the chitter chatter that's going on is it yeah it would be pretty amazing the uh oh okay hold on yeah we're gonna take a pause and we'll be right back where's the pause all right, and we're back, folks. Um, I'm gonna now. If this show seems a little mixed up, I'm a little mixed up. Just so, just remember that I don't know what I'm doing here. I'm just trying to do stuff. Uh, I'm talking here with Tyler Morrison, and uh, and uh, Reese. Uh, he's a tr- he's a little bit unavailable, but we're gonna have him chime in at the start of the show. Uh, we'll record him a little later. But Tyler, uh, yeah, we were talking a lot about roast the roast battle. Um, but aside from that, uh, did you get to go to any other wrestling that weekend or take yeah, any yeah. of the events? I took it all in. Cause like the roast was on the Friday night. I got in on the Thursday, we, you know, we had a few beers and then Friday was the roast after that though. It was, you know, wrestling time and I got to enjoy everything that was kind of going on around the weekend. I dropped into the star cast events and, I got to watch, you know, Brett the Hitman Hart do a live podcast. Who I love, Brett the, Brett the Hitman Hart. I fucking fan. love it. I watched that. This is him, sixty minutes burying fucking Davy Boy Smith. <laughs> you know, he's like, well, you know, he was smoking crack with the Anvil the night before, and he didn't remember the match. I had to, I had to carry him through the match. He didn't remember anything. It was just like, fucking. I love that Brett will like you know he will fuck you know when you are the best there is the best there was the best there ever will be you can get away with saying shit like that um Mick Foley I and everyone's dead now so he, yeah <laughs> no, you can't even can't even you can't it. even confirm Mick Foley said uh he was telling a story um when I last uh, saw him in Ottawa he was telling this story on stage how he's like Terry Funk told him when you go to when you go to Calgary, you can tell 
how many how well you're liked by the number of hearts that show up at your show so <laughs> he said so he goes how many hearts were at your show and Mick said uh, there was like 18 of them. He's like, holy, oh, that's more than I've ever had. And so then, so then he goes, yeah. And he goes, so uh, he goes, there was there was 18 hearts there, including Brett. And uh, so, um, you know, uh, uh, we're doing a and a And I asked Lindsay Hart, who's hosting the Q&A, maybe if she can get Brett to come up and field some of the Q&A questions. And uh, so Brett goes up on the stage and Mick Foley says to Brett, you know, Brett, you've often said that uh, Tom Billington, pound for pound, was the greatest wrestler uh, you've ever faced and ever wrestled with. Uh, can you tell us a little bit more about Dynamite Kid? And the Dynamite Kid's daughter is in the audience. And he goes, well, you know, Tom was a, a bully and uh didn't get along with any of the guys and he really wasn't a good guy he beat up his first wife and and he starts going on about how much a piece of shit tom billington is but the guy could wrestle and uh, he was stiff with a lot of people and blah 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 so then he's burying the dynamite kid when he thought he could say something clearly you know so so and his daughter is like mm -hmm, and everybody it's uncomfortable so oh, yeah. so uh lindsay's like lindsay's like uh uh, you know, sees Georgia Hart, Georgia Smith, Bulldog's daughter raises her hand. He's like, Georgia. And he goes, Do you have a question? She goes, Yeah, um, I was wondering, uh, uh, maybe if you could talk about what was wrestling like wrestling my dad at Wembley Stadium in front of uh eighty thousand people. Oh, yeah, sure. Uh well Davy Boy was hung over on crack that day and uh <laughs> He just, he just doesn't, he just bury, it doesn't matter. They're already no, buried, but he will continue yeah. to bury, and he doesn't give a fuck. He just says what he says, and, uh, but I love him. I fucking love him. Um, I'm a fan of him as, like, a wrestler and all that. Like, I, I, I like, I met him on the weekend, just, like, I'd say it was probably, I, I don't want to say it was a negative interaction. It just wasn't, like. It was the only interaction that I had where someone didn't introduce me to them. So yeah. someone who already knew me. So it wasn't like a, it was kind of like a random, yeah. hey, I just got to introduce myself to Bret Hart. We're at a party. I'm going to say hi. And he yeah. couldn't give, couldn't give a fuck about me and that's fine. Yeah. But uh, it was just one of those like, ah, I don't care. I just, I got it. I got to say hi. Fucking but, right. Um, but they, yeah, Brett, Brett did, did not give a fuck about me. No. We were on the flight the next day too, on the same flight home. Um, but yeah. yeah, I didn't uh, didn't really get any like um, it wasn't like a cool hangout with him. No. Everyone else though, like I had yeah again wicked hangouts with uh, Eric Bischoff. Um, uh, was at the after party um, with uh, John Ranke from Tiger King. Yeah. He was awesome. Yeah, at Kid Rock's bar, and then uh, <laughs> we got to go to SummerSlam. So I got to check that out, and it was an amazing card. The you know I was able to. Uh, um, s secure a ticket to SummerSlam yeah. with a couple with a couple beauties who are there, and they're and they're not even and they're not you know those those tickets are pricey. I, I I know from well I've been to I was at SummerSlam here in Toronto, and yeah. uh, you know and been to WrestleMania this year so uh, this past year so uh, yeah I know I, I those those tickets can go up in value pretty quickly you know it's pretty crazy so this is family yeah. this is for families. Like, are you serious? what families are paying this, you know? 
I know, I know. But there, it was, yeah, there was tons of people and everyone seemed to be having a good time. And, and uh, yeah, I really enjoyed it. It was like my first time going to like a live wrestling event, even though I'm a lifelong fan. So it was, uh, that's why I made sure that I took it all in the whole weekend. Um, oh, yeah. Like there was just yeah, so many, so many, uh, so many things to do in Nashville too. So you got to see StarCast. Uh, did you, were, you, were, you, were you at the last, uh, the last match? Did you watch the last match? I was at the last match, so so when I was at the Starcast thing, they're like, uh, like we're getting a shuttle for you and Bischoff to go over, and uh, so we so we go over and like it was just cool. Like at this point now, I'm I'm off duty, you know. What I mean, I'm yeah. not in roast mode. I've done my part, but I've made enough friends, friends and and uh, people around that know, you know, who I was from the Friday night that I'm getting treated very well. But uh, but when you pull into the arena and everyone's lined up around the block for Ric Flair and you pull up and you're with Eric Bischoff, yeah, that's pretty cool walking in with Bischoff because everyone's recognizing him yeah. and they're like getting hyped up because they see Eric. Um, <laughs> I just get to walk in quietly. And Dude, I'll take that the- any day of the week. Like, fuck fame. Have yeah. a famous friend. It's better. That's right. It's ex- It's exciting to see just kind of the – the circus around it all and uh i you know i was fortunate like again i wrote i wrote some jokes for for rick and for for wendy i mean again rick didn't use any of my jokes <laughs> um but uh because i because of that i kind of got to know them and and i i didn't get to know rick that well but i talked to wendy several times leading up to it so i was like yeah. kind of around their inner circle the entire time i was like i had the most access that like the greatest access a fan could ever have I was just kind of like a, you know, sitting around and just taking it all in. Yeah. You know, sitting there when, when, uh, sitting there with their fan, with his family, when Rick and Charlotte come in and, um, you know, Arn Anderson's wife is sitting at the table with me. Yeah. And it was really just, just very cool to see them all interacting with each other, people who hadn't seen each other in all these years and just the, the family and camaraderie around the event and the spirit of, you know, what Rick Flair's last match meant to, all these other wrestlers and, mm-hmm. and people in the business uh, who who came to you know pay respect and be part of it. I think um, it was uh, I think it was really nice that they sat uh, Mick Foley and the Undertaker together because yeah, yeah. Uh, the WrestleMania story was Undertaker did not mention Mick Foley in his uh, in his retirement speech, okay. which is which is uh, well, it's a bit of a snub considering it's an omission. It's an omission. Considering he uh, almost killed him twice in one match, <laughs> yeah. So, so uh, you know that 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 happened. But it looks like they've ironed things out, and you know it's great to see Brett sitting with the Undertaker, sitting with Mick Foley, you know, in this mm-hmm. Legends row, and then Charlotte's there, and then fucking Conrad's there, and his his wife's getting into it, and and uh, it was you know it was I was just say. Jeff Jarrett can entertain. I've always been oh, a yeah. Jeff Jarrett fan. That guy, Amen. he knows what he's doing. And uh, Jay Lethal is a great wrestler. And and you know what? The match was, it was what it was. And uh, that's the best way I can say it. Like, it's not, it wasn't a good match. Uh, but it was, it was something. We, we had a lot of laughs. Yeah, Jeff McHenry and I laughing at it. He made me, he made me watch it because I didn't want to watch it. I watched everything else pretty much. But uh, I'm just like, you know, I didn't even watch the undercard, uh, which, you know, I, I've, 
which was fantastic undercard. Josh Alexander representing Canada. The fucking it's from my hometown, Bracebridge. Fucking dude. I love Josh Alexander. Cool? He's great. Isn't that cool? We're yeah. both from the same small town in Canada. We both end up on this huge event. We hadn't even met each other before. We, we met at this event. Well, um, I I have to say, great. yeah, he did great. And he's he's a great wrestler. And, and you know, he's like, I'm glad, uh, you know, he's with Impact. And because uh, even if he's done with Impact, somebody else will sign him because he's such a great wrestler. Um, but not only that, he... Uh, I wanted to say also, um, now that we're talking wrestling, I don't think the term Canadian destroyer should go towards a pile driver flippy flip. You're the Canadian destroyer, you know. Like, uh, like I said, you you went in, you destroyed the whole fucking thing. Uh, you set the bar so high that nobody could follow it. Yeah, there were great jokes throughout the night by other comics, but nobody. Uh, went on a tear like you did like it, it, you started with the Virgil one and then it just went into like I don't even remember but it was like bam 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 and and uh, yeah, the downward, was it uh, DDP call him downward dog the downward dog the bounty hunter <laughs> fuck so good <laughs> so good he does and I'm like fuck and everybody's like he does and he's laughing, and he probably has his toe socks on at the time, you know. Like, it's yeah, that was that was one of the best ones. Um, like like I said, Conrad, the plane ride from hell, sitting beside Conrad. You know, that's not even a fat joke, but it is. But it isn't. Um, <laughs> it's just sitting beside anybody annoying, you know. Yeah, uh, he's on the like dark that. side of the wing. He's yeah. he, the dark side of the wing. Fuck. That was a great tag. Um, yeah, there were just so many, so many jokes. Like it's uh it's hard to remember them all. But uh your you know, your jokes about knobs were great. Um yeah, it was just it was a fantastic, uh a fantastic performance. Thanks, man. No, I tried to make it so that it was uh universally understood, but also have a couple inside or like a little bit more inside baseball, but I tried to make it so if you didn't know wrestling fully that you could get most of the jokes. Yeah. Um and then uh you know, threw in a couple, you know, more um you know, throwing a Von Eric reference for just for the fans. Oh my god, what was that one? <laughs> the, the more people showed up than at the Von Eric's fucking funeral, or what or, was it? it uh, oh. Brian Knobs is the guy who will have less people at his merch table than a Von Eric family reunion. That's fucking great. Yeah. <laughs> That's so great. And like, oh, it was like, what? It's not even that ooey. Like, it's a great joke, but it's like the way he reacted. It was like, oh, what is it not? <laughs> Are we breaking news that Von Erichs don't last long? Like, fuck, yeah. come on. There was there was some jokes early on that I had the obligation to like make a couple, you know, take a couple shots like that to let the, you know, yeah. to set the tone. To set the tone that this is a roast. We're not holding back. Um, it's not going to be, you know, just a love fest, which you know, yeah, Bubba Ray Dudley tried to make it into, but. Uh, yeah, exactly. It was like in your leather jacket, whatever. You know, like <laughs> fucking. If you don't want to, if you will, <laughs> I'm like, if you don't want to be roasting on the dais, go get a table. <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? Exactly. Or exactly. make Devon get you a table 
and then you can go do it. You know, like it puts the other comedian on, like the like Moses was the, John Moses was the last guy, and he had to go after that, and like he'd kind of turned, he'd given the other people permission to just be kind of, you know, turn into Hall of Fame speeches as opposed to a roast. Yeah. And so Moses had the tough situation to go back into being mean again when everyone's you know fucking falling all over themselves. But <laughs> yeah, fucking. Uh... Yeah, I was waiting. I thought, you know, like, uh, I thought there'd be a few more uh, dead Elizabeth jokes, but there were none of those, really. I thought yeah. there would be, uh, you know, and there were some people in the audience. There were, like, Santino was in the audience. There were a lot of wrestlers in the audience, too, that Santino's weren't on the Santino's a beauty. And, you know, like, so. Mississauga, right? Mississauga. Mississauga, yeah, he's great. He's great. I partied with him at the thing. He's a, he's a gem. His hair looks great since he's got he's got the plugs. And uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's got hair again, so he looks great. But yeah, he and he moved up north as well. Um, he packed up fucking yeah. Toronto and moved up north. He was Sega? Was Sega? I, I don't even know where he is. He's up, up around. He he's Sega. up around north of Barrie, though, up somewhere up there. Yeah. But yeah, um, but yeah, well, hey, that's pretty much our time. We ran forty-five. We well, we cool. we've been talking for an hour fifteen, but we recorded forty-five. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it's always great talking to you. Thanks for coming on the show. Yeah, thanks and, for having me. And uh, fucking all, like, just happy with all the success of your roast battling and then the fucking Ric Flair roast. Like, you know, it's uh, it's a great it's a great year for you. Like, you know, you're having a great year. And, uh, thanks, brother. I just want to hope you carry the momentum forward and uh, and keep on fucking rocking. You know, absolutely. Awesome. Yeah, no, thanks, man. It's so good to so good to chat with you, and and uh, hopefully we do a show with you soon. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I well, I don't want to roast battle you, but um, <laughs> but fucking, uh, but yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll be definitely. Hopefully, we can do it soon. Awesome. I'll talk to you later, everybody. Right, Tyler buddy. Morrison. Hope you enjoy. All right. Yeah, bye. Thanks. Bye. Never Sleeps Network. This has been a Never Sleeps Network production, executive produced by Alex Ross. For more information and content, visit NeverSleepsNetwork.com. Never Sleeps Network.